Welcome to Otani Comes to America. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. This is a show about the two, maybe three-way sensation, Shohei Otani. Yes, sir. The God. I mean, confirmed three. The man is playing the outfield. Yeah, I mean, the hype since, I don't even know, 2017, whenever it was, was the two-way sensation. But I don't know. Dude's getting better right in front of our eyes. Dude's like the LeBron James of baseball at this moment. I mean, high compliments coming from you too, Mr. LeBron lover. Uh, I mean, I'll call myself more of a Michael Jordan hater than a LeBron <laughs> lover, but I mean, I'll take it. I'm not mad at that. I did that to myself, I guess. But what I will agree with you on, you know, you could make the LeBron to MJ comparison. So if Otani is LeBron, Babe Ruth is Michael Jordan. And I think we can both agree at this point, Otani is better than Babe Ruth. I don't know this, this. I'm making pulling this straight out of my booty cheeks, but I don't think Babe Ruth ever threw faster than like 80. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's like a day where like his arm was completely loose. Shohei out here throwing gas. So yeah, that's out of the way. Also, I don't I don't know the stats on this, but I don't know if Babe Ruth ever hit anything above 115 miles per hour with his bat. All right, so let's get into the you know, state of Shohei, where he's at right now. And last episode was like our right before the season episode, looked at spring training, and we were kind of talking about like, is it okay to take the leap and believe in him again? This is coming off a 60-game season that was rough for him. And he's proven without a doubt he's not playing around like doing stuff that he didn't even do in 2018. And of course, it's always as long as he stays healthy, but so far he's been insane. Well said. I mean, in terms of the state of Shohei, I think it's the highest it's ever been. This is what we wanted from Otani when we started this podcast. This is it. Three years later. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're here. It took us a while, but the payoff is here. It's like a Scorsese movie, you know, that third <laughs> act, that third hour, that third hitter. And we're here. It's finally like in fruition because um, even the first year, the hype was real. You know, like we saw him bat the first home run, the, the first game and the splitters, everything was working. But if I remember correctly, even that first couple weeks or month of the, his first season, we were kind of like scared because there was oh, a whole yeah, thing with the sure. tear on the elbow. Like, we were highly aware. And the Angels were also being super careful. And it was this thing where, like, this is cool to see, but we know something's about to go wrong. We can all kind of sense that. And for the first time, I feel like the brakes are off. Like, we're getting the fun out of it. Freaking history's being made. They're no longer babying him. And, like, you know, wearing elbow pads and helmets even outside the stadium. <laughs> like, that's out of the way. So... Hell yeah. I think the state of Otani is like a Dogecoin right now, you know, straight to the moon. <laughs> we we going up, baby. Nothing but good. Yeah, I feel like he's been the talk of the town just since the season started. Everyone's just constantly talking about what he's doing, what he's putting up. We can talk about maybe later or another time, like, will this ever seem normal or will it get old? But right now, it doesn't. Because we've been deprived of this being a kind of consistent thing for the past two years. Even in 2018, he didn't do bad, but 
when you come in as a rookie, it's like all the stuff that are attached to that. And you're still kind of building a name. Like people knew who he was rookie year, but now he has like years of people hearing about him. So it's been built up. And then when you see him actually delivering on that, it like brings everything together. And I feel like he's one of those players that almost everyone can agree is just amazing for the game of baseball and just so fascinating. No matter what team you root for, it's hard to really hate on him. I mean, some people will just because he's so good and there will always be haters. Yeah, I mean, the the hate is going to come regardless. A lot of people think it's still hype. Most people don't, but yeah, you're going to have the haters out there. But the dude is showing off and in crazy ways. I mean, we're going to get into it, but like, I don't even remember at this point the predictions that we put out there at the beginning of the season, but this dude is well on its way. If it continues to go like this for him, to like obliterate the numbers that at least I remember throwing out for him. Yeah, I feel like at least this year our predictions were somewhat safe, you know? Right, right. They weren't like minuscule, but they were kind of like, oh, hopefully he can at least do this, you know? Because we were worried about his injuries and everything, so. Right, exactly. We were throwing predictions kind of fitting in like an il stint and you know like some sit downs by the angels because you know just to keep him safe and baby him a little bit but it's one of those situations where i'm more than happy to be proven wrong in this case you know like i feel like he's already reached like what we were talking about for homers because i think i said like 10 to 15 and he's at like 12 right now and that's crazy (laughs) we're like in may (laughs) But again, that was like very careful, very safe predictions just because we've been burned by stuff in the past. So we didn't want to give like, oh, he's going to hit 30 bombs, you know, like before the season started, that would have been a little over the top to guess. I can confidently say now next season will go off in the predictions and go for what we want from Shohei for real without any hesitation. Uh, But for this year, obliterate those predictions we put out there. So. (laughs) So let's get into some of the details on how things have been going. And like I said, the last episode we put out right before the season started. And at the end of spring training, he had gotten like a blister the very end of March. But it didn't seem to be like a huge issue. He did get his vaccine shot the day before opening day, which he later said might have had him a little slow the first few days. But then one thing, you know, you're talking about the Angels not babying him this year at least as much. He's now hitting the day before and after he's pitching. And on that game right before he started, he hit his first home run off Liam Hendricks of the White Sox, one of the best closers in baseball. And yeah, then the next day, he faced off against the White Sox on Sunday night baseball on April 4th. And I feel like, you know, What we were talking about with him being the talk of the league and talk of fans and stuff, I feel like this was one of the first moments where he had, like, even non-baseball fans talking about him. This is known to be the quote-unquote spotlight for baseball. You know, it's ESPN. I don't know if things are like that anymore because, you know, TV numbers and whatnot. But this is, like, it. Like, anyone could watch you across the U.S. and even outside of the U.S. 
to my surprise, kind of like what you said, I feel like I saw more people being aware of this than I would imagine. I think I mentioned it to you before, but like I listened to other podcasts, one of them being The Fighter and the Kid with Brendan Schaub. It's like this comedy one and stuff. They kind of talk sports, but very like almost never talk about baseball and shit. And even they brought it up and they're like, oh, Shohei, oh, the Chinese kid. No, he's not Chinese. Uh, <laughs> he's like Japanese. It's just funny because it's like they're aware of him, but it shows you how little they actually know about the game. But it was interesting because they still brought him up. And it was like, yeah, like that dude's insane. Like one of the fastest throwers and he like hit snooks and, and they were like talking about him. Like he's like the Smith because they don't really like watch him, watch him, but they're like aware. So it was like this weird, funny, complex conversation about people that don't know about baseball but being aware of Shohei and that was like holy fuck like this shit's kind of working like this is what you want to see yeah and he fully delivered because in the first inning alone he threw a hundred plus on the mound and then he hit a home run in the bottom of the inning off the bat 115 miles per hour that went 450 feet just that sentence that inning alone that's enough, I feel like, to sell a lot of people like, oh man, this dude is something else. And in terms of what you were talking about, I also, yeah, saw other people talking about him even outside of baseball, outside of sports. And he's just one of those conversation topics now because he's so unique. And in that game, he went over 100 miles per hour on his pitches nine times. And in 2018, he only did that seven times. So already it was like, oh, damn, like he's stepped it up. There was like a weird collision at the plate with Jose Abreu, last year's AL MVP. And it looked scarier than it turned out to be. They said it was just soreness later. So kind of got lucky there. Definitely was a little nervous in the moment when it happened. Yeah, I kind of remember this and being like, there's no fucking way. Like, this is, <laughs> like, it's not even him. It's just one of those, like, freak accidents that happens. But luckily enough, the boys built, like, a tank and it's nothing but a little hit. And it was also his first time going on five days rest instead of six. So that was good. And the Angels won on a Jared Walsh walk-off. So that was a good day for him, aside from the collision. So on this day specifically, he threw 4.2 innings, which one out away from a qualified start, you know, but still good enough. Only gave up two hits, one and run, three runs in total, though. Five walks, which is a little high, but first time in a while, nothing crazy. Uh, six Ks, and that was all in 92 pitches. The next time he didn't pitch again until the 20th, like two weeks later, because of a blister which blisters are a thing I feel like he's always dealt with. I mean, do you think that'll ever go away or it's just going to be a constant issue? No, that's the thing that happens to like all the pitchers. It's like a chronic thing. And obviously it happens to some pitchers more than others just because of how they grip the ball or the pitches they throw. Yeah, yeah. Otani has that splitter, which I think is one of the major reasons he gets it. But something where like they treat it and you kind of hope never gets that bad and like it heals after every start but i don't i don't really see this going away Mm -hmm. yeah and in that second start he was on a pitch limit of around 75 ended up throwing 80 
four innings pitched, zero runs, seven strikeouts, six walks, and struggled with his command in general. And after the game, Otani, on his own performance, said he would give it a zero out of 100 for his control that game. So, harsh critic. I feel like it wasn't that bad a start, though. He's just very, you know, he wants to do great all the time. Yeah, slow-key, not too bad. Even when you look at the line, like, 80 pitches isn't crazy amount. Obviously, they were kind of watching him, so they're not going to let him go 100 or plus. The only thing is that imagine he literally cuts the bases and walk in half and maybe add a strikeout or two. You know, like transfer them, I guess, like instead of walks, they're strikeouts. This would be like a great stat line. Obviously, it also puts you in better situations. You probably give up less runs. You probably get to throw an inning or two more. Yeah, is it too much to say it was zero out of 100? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably closer to like 50 out of 100. <laughs> but I guess you want to hold yourself to a higher standard than that. And that's that's fair. But it's not that bad a start, like you said. Then before he took the mound again, a few days later on April 24th, that was when the three-way player first came to be. So basically how it started in that one was the Angels had no position players left at that point in the game. So Otani finished it in left field, and it was the first time he'd ever played a defensive position in the MLB. And he'd played the outfield in Japan, but even then, not since 2014, so. Yeah, I mean, I have to say it. It's right there. It's a little layup, but this one Otani truly became an angel in the outfield. <laughs> Boom. All right, let's oh, go. Oh, maybe that should be um, the episode title. <laughs> oh, there it is. Organic. <laughs> here live. But, yeah, I mean, my reaction was, damn, right about time. Like, how long was it going to take, you know? Yeah. Show, hey, let's make it happen. We've always heard it. We know the dude has a fucking arm. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, for sure. Not that he's going to throw it out there, you know, like he has to kind of be conservative because you're a pitcher. But most people are not going to run on Otani back there. I guess you also don't want him to, I don't know, roll an ankle or, you know, something with the hamstrings. Because I don't think he's going to be out there diving or doing anything crazy. But you want to see him out there. You want to see him shagging some balls. Sounds sus, but <laughs> that's a term people use in baseball. But, yeah, like, let's make this the fun Otani season. And, low-key, I'm glad that it happened because this is kind of like the season where it's all coming together. I would say it was unexpected for me. I did not see that coming. But when it happened, it also felt natural at the same time. It wasn't, like, anything crazy. And it was another thing of the Angels aren't babying him as much this year. Because 2018, this wouldn't have happened. They feel a little more at ease. Joe Madden has talked about how this new GM, Perry, whatever his name is, has, you know, they've gone into the idea of this is what Otani showed up for. I think it's just part of this bigger idea of him trying to do it all. Then his next pitching start, April 26, Tani makes a little bit more history. You know, like, that's all he does. That's what this podcast is about. It's a history podcast. It's not really a sports <laughs> podcast, but Otani becomes the first pitcher to start a game while leading in home runs since Babe Ruth, like a century ago or so. Yeah, pretty crazy. It's insane. Like, I know we always, the comparison is there, but this is truly one of those 
players where it's like not even once in a generation like once in a century yeah like yo this once in a hundred years a hundred years plus type of players like because people say that like once once in a whatever but it's always kind of like in hyperbole or kind of like exaggerating nah like bro this shit's really been a hundred <laughs> years it's crazy and this is also the end of april like this isn't just a few days into april oh he has two home runs atop the leaderboard like no this is about a month's worth of play and he's leading the league in home runs so it's not minuscule like it's not super deep into the season but it's still impressive it's not just some mickey mouse thing yeah and it gets crazier because it's not only that he's like leading in home runs but he's also batting fucking second bro like yeah wild yeah and adding to the history on that as well for context only two players since 1901 have started a game as a pitcher and batting second to sum it all up a little bit he still struggled in the first you know got into a little bit of trouble but he picked himself up a little bit he struck out seven of his last eight batters so he picked it up so last time shohei gave himself zero this time he went up to five i gave him a 50 this one i'll probably do like I don't know, 70 out of 100. <laughs> and it was also his first technical win on the mound since May 2018, which when I had read that, I was like, damn, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. I mean, it just kind of speaks to all the time he's kind of had to miss and like other struggles he's faced since that initial good start. But also after this game, we found out that Kurt Suzuki is going to be Otani's permanent catcher going forward. Max Stasi or Stasi, I forget how you say it, had been coming in and out of certain games, just even in general, but he's been facing some injury issues too, so Madden just wants to keep it consistent between Suzuki and Otani. And on May 2nd, Otani actually gets hit on the elbow, which delays his next start again. As fans, you kind of get sussed out, like, oh my god, not like this, you know. Um, but, again, the Angels are just being cautious. And, yeah, I mean, we know how Shohei works when there's, like, injuries or just any sort of delay on whatever he wants to do. The boy goes and hits dingers. That's what he does. So, on May 3rd, he hits one off a of Tyler Glass now, 110 off the bat. Next generation of good pitchers. Tyler Glass now, you'll hear his name a lot probably, but... So he don't care about big names. I mean, we know this. He's gone through Verlander. I think Scherzer. Glass now. Snell. Don't matter. Like, Shohei's going to hit the bombs. And he did that. Speaking of Glass now and the Rays, Otani ended up having that next start a couple days later on May 5th. And it was the first time he went six innings, also since May 2018. And also went for over 100 pitches for the first time since then. And that was a decent outing for sure and an improvement. But let's get to the pitching start. We all want to talk about the most recent one, his fifth pitching start, May 11th, against the Astros. I mean, this start, this was it. This was what we were all hoping for, what we were waiting for. He was pretty much lights out. 10 Ks, double digits. Happy that it came against the Trashros. We know big haters of the Astros on this podcast. There was only one little blemish in the game, and it was Kyle Tucker. That bum hit a home run against them. Kyle Tucker is a great young hitter. Like, 
that's bound to happen sometimes. Nah, yeah, he's actually kind of good. And he wasn't part of the cheating team, I don't think. No, I don't think he was. Whatever. He hit a home run. Back to Shohei. Threw seven innings. Pretty fire. But then goes to right field in the eighth inning. So, I mean, that was, to me, even crazier. Because, like, the other one, he just came in at the end of the game. It's almost like he's pinch hitting. And who knows? There might not even be any balls hit to you in that situation. This time, just... The visual of him being on the mound and then the next inning when he's done pitching, just going over to right field was like, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah, like this is it again. Like, yo, this is the fun we're waiting for. Throw a fucking gem of a game. But nah, don't don't just sit on the bench. Yo, get the glove. Go to the outfield. We still possibly need the bat. Get out there. Like, let's keep you in the field. This is what people came to watch. And I'm glad the Angels are seeing that and actually going through with it. Because it's something that they didn't have to do. Most pitchers, even if you're a great hitter, like you're probably going to sit after you throw fucking 10Ks, you know, seven innings. But nah, they're like, hey, let's keep you out there. That's what we're paying you for. Yeah, and his walks were also way down the start. And the double-digit strikeouts that you mentioned, that was another one for the first time since 2018. And so, yeah, I mean, it was great outing. It was, of course, a lead blown by the Angels bullpen no big surprise but still his best pitch game in the past three years and honestly maybe his best pitching start ever that i can remember however his next start right after this one got pushed back just because of fatigue but in the shohei way they go to fenway the dude plays in one of the oldest stadiums you know one of the houses that babe ruth built so tony has to come and do some renovations (laughs) And, I mean, the dude hit a couple home runs out. One, by slapping Ichiro-style, just a, a nice moonshot over the green monster, which you don't see very often. Literally, like a slap hit the other way. This looked like it was going to be a pop-up to shortstop, and somehow it goes over the monster. Like, it's just insane, the power he has. Again, yeah, like, I feel like people are just starting to, like, realize this, like, He can truly just hit it anywhere and everywhere with power. And then the other home run he hit, instead of slapping this one, he kind of hooked it right around that pesky pole that is infamous or famous in Boston. I don't know. Kind of gives you and takes away from you at the same time. But this time, though, to give the Angels the lead. Yeah, down 5-4, top of the ninth. And he gives them the lead, which they actually hold on to and get the win. I mean, that's... That's got to be a huge confidence booster for him. Not that he needs it, but just even just like a joy booster. You know, he feels good about helping the team get the W with that. Everything is just firing right now on all cylinders. Like, oh, it's happening. I'm like legit smiling as we record this podcast. Like, the dude's <laughs> going off. Yeah. And so we're recording this on that day of this recent go ahead game winning home run on Sunday, May 16th. And this feels like just a good point to step back and evaluate kind of where he's at so far for the season. We had been debating when exactly to do the first episode within the actual season, and it seems like a good marker. So let's take a look at some of his stats in general. Should we start with hitting or pitching first? Uh, we could do hitting. So as of today, the boys right around 150 at bats just to round it up but his average is at 262 
not too bad at all. This year, believe it or not, I feel like averages are down throughout the league. Oh, yeah. Pitchers are dominating this year. This is like, yeah, this is like a pitching season. I mean, we're seeing performances. Like, how many no-hitters are we at so Yeah, far? it's like four or five no-hitters at this point. Yeah, like no-hitters. I mean, Garrett Cole is like 12 strikeout game streaks. I don't know, like at three or four. It's crazy. Like, Corbin Burns, you're seeing pitchers just completely dominate. So, believe it or not, 262 isn't bad at all. Like, the outlier right now is Mike Trout in, like, the 300s. But mostly everyone is, like, in the 260s, 270s. So, not mad at this at all. 12 home runs. Yeah, he's, like, right in the home run race, which is crazy. Insane. Yeah, like... <laughs> like, as we're recording this, he's tied for the league lead in home runs, which is amazing. Yeah, and again, like, we shouldn't be surprised because we know, but it's, like, right. it's real. He's in the race. So, that's cool to see. 29 RBIs. More than good. Six stolen bases. Don't forget the name. Mr. Hot Wheels. Like, the dude still got it. <laughs> His speed has been insane. And he, I feel like you constantly hear about him turning singles into doubles, doubles into triples. Like, he's so fast. Yeah, exactly. 28 runs and OPS 901. Like, we're talking about above average numbers here. So, I myself would give Shohei, like, a nice A, A- minus maybe. Yeah, hitting can't complain at all. Like, he's just been great and i'm pitching five starts so far nice even round number for us to kind of check in on this he's had 25.2 innings pitched so far 2.10 era which is i mean great to start the season with that is amazing and i think he'll probably bring it down even more and 1-0 for the technical win-loss record again angel's bullpen is terrible so pitching too, I mean, he was of course going to kind of have to ramp up, but even his quote unquote bad games or not as good games haven't even been bad or that bad. So when you combine that with the latest start being his best yet, and he's just constantly improving, I think the pitching will only continue to keep being great. Yeah. I mean, in terms of his pitching, all the numbers are pretty above average i mean the thing that sticks out for sure is his era which is that 2.10 like you said that's like elite numbers so far so good and obviously like the walks also stand out but that was like from his first couple starts something that he can kind of average out throughout the season and kind of like erase or not be as bad at the end of the year so i'd give it like a b b plus but again way better than i think i would have anticipated not to go too deep into speculation at this point but as long as he doesn't get injured he's definitely making the all-star team right there's no reason (laughs) he has like zero reason that he shouldn't be in the all-star game Shohei can strike out from today to (laughs) the all-star break or like not hit another bomb and Shohei should be there and also speaking of all-star weekend We did an episode in 2018 where we talked about should Shohei be in the Home Run Derby. And this year, they've moved it from Atlanta to Coors Field. And Mm -hmm. for non-baseball fans, Coors Field is basically like a hitter's paradise because of the altitude and stuff. So I feel like when you combine those things and just how his season is going, he has to be in the Derby this year, right? I mean, I know it's like selfish, but they got to do it. If baseball needs anything to happen this is like 
one of the major things that needs to happen in this show. Hey, putting up a show in a home run derby. You need to have them up there. This is what you want. You want the eyes there. You want the story there. Now, is that shit going to happen? I think the chances are kind of slim. There is history of like players getting injured and messing up their swing because of it. Exhibit A, Aaron Judge. So it's one of those where like it could get into like a weird complicated space but i think like if he wants to do it and baseball realizes what this could bring to the game i think it's like a must do from both parties from the angels or three parties the angels shohei and baseball like they should make this happen yeah and that injury risk element is definitely a part of it where it's totally understandable if him or the Angels or both of them don't want him participating because of that potential. Like, I get it. I won't even be mad if it doesn't happen, but selfishly, I would definitely love to see it. And also, one thing that they don't have at the All-Star activities that I would want to see them put and have him participate in would be a race. And have like him and Ronald Acuna, maybe even like Trey Turner or someone in it. And just have a purely speed race. I feel like that would be super interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm all down for like new activities, new games to do in the All-Star break, really. And to wrap up the Otani stuff and Otani's impact, the Masters happened since we last recorded. And the guy who won that, Hideki Matsuyama... And when asked about his inspirations, he said that he didn't find it in golf players. He found it in Japanese players, and he listed Otani as one of them. And in response to that, Otani said, I'm very happy for him. I think it's great. I found out on my flight, Trout was sitting behind me and told me that he won. So yeah, I think that's cool. And I think another activity that we could both agree would be interesting and fun to see Otani in, would be a charity golf tournament. Maybe him and Matsuyama pair up. I mean, sign me up for that. Could you imagine his swing on a golf course? The core, the swing, should translate easy for baseball players. Do we know if Shohei plays golf or not? I don't remember seeing that before. Yeah, like, I don't think so. But Joe Madden, I saw him recently say about how a bunch of the Angels coaches and some of the players play golf all the time. So even if he doesn't or hasn't, like a lot of people on the team do, so he might get brought into it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm super down for that. Like you said, just pairing them up. Not long ago, we saw, like, Curry playing in tournaments with, like, Patrick Mahomes. And I think there was even that one with... It was Curry again, but with like Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson, it was like a two on two. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to see something like that with Otani. All right. And then before we sign off, just to touch on the Angels real quick, as usual, started out good, then went bad. Right now they're in fourth place. A couple of days ago, they were in last place. They're currently six and a half games back from the A's who are leading the division at the moment neck and neck with the Astros. I mean, what can you expect from the Angels? This is just typical for them. Yeah, the Angels are going to Angels. They're going to go on winning streaks. going to go on losing streaks. They're probably going to hit, but the pitching won't click. Or the other way around, where their pitching is okay, but their hitting won't click. Yeah, it's no surprise. Like, this 
team is the same team we've been watching now for like a decade or yeah. since let's say trout got there yeah like the starting pitching is inconsistent they have no good bullpen they've added hunter strickland just now in the past couple of days who might be a little help but he's not going to be all the difference it's just a mess and rendon has had injury issues unfortunately trout has been great you know he's had a very minor slump the past few games but that's it he's been great otherwise jared walsh has been fucking amazing like he's kind of the bright spot of the team outside of otani and trout at the moment david fletcher one of the most consistent hitters is somehow struggling this season he actually just sat today the day we're recording for a groin issue he's having hopefully he can turn it around and be his normal self and like they've had other injury issues like Dexter Fowler tore his ACL, had to get season-ending knee surgery. But the very last piece of news that we'll touch on to close things out, because of Jared Walsh's success and because Otani is DHing even the games before and after he pitches and in the games he pitches too, they really haven't had as much of a need as they thought for. Albert Pujols, the legend, and they actually let him go, even though they'll still be on the hook for paying for him all year. Yeah, and I still haven't really fully read up on it, but not much room for the almost 40, or I don't even know if he's 40 already, Albert Pujols, who doesn't hit the same as he used to. And for people who don't know, this is at the last year of a 10-year contract, so it's at the very end. Yeah, it's like a controversial, very infamous contract that everyone kind of knew the Angels shouldn't have signed because it was a lot of money and it was a player already in his prime. So it was going to be a lot of years of not his prime in that contract. And look, here we are. The surprise comes because it is his last season. They're still paying him 30 mil. If you're still going to pay him the money, why not just keep him, you know? Um, I guess it's the roster spot, but also happened suddenly like it wasn't like a strong build-up at least to the public you know and yeah the boy cleared waivers and as of now that dude is on an uber on his way to a dodger stadium yeah he went up the freeway and <laughs> is sticking in la how bad i mean won't probably have to move homes or anything right exactly <laughs> which is crazy yeah it's just weird and I definitely didn't expect it. I also didn't expect him to go to the Dodgers. Like People were talking about how it would make the most sense to go to an AL team where he could just DH because there's DH in the AL but not the NL. And even if he did go to NL team, like probably the Cardinals, for him to just come home and finish out there. But, I mean, hey, I guess we'll see what happens with the Dodgers who are dealing with plenty of injuries, so... Yeah, I guess goodbye to Albert in an Angels uniform. It was cool to kind of have him around these past few years as we've been more focused on the Angels because of Otani and we get to bring him up on the podcast sometimes. So, I mean, you've talked about before how he's one of your favorite players and obviously he's not even retiring yet. It's not like he died or anything, but this is the goodbye from the Angels. So for the context of the show, it does matter. Yeah, and it's just kind of off-putting, obviously, because it seems like they kind of 
it's like a breakup you know like yeah exactly they left in bad terms which is you never want to see it especially like this a player like of this caliber like i mentioned he's for sure a hall of famer uh one of the legends one of the best hitters of all time didn't have the best angel career like the best part of his career was played in the cardinals before he actually went to the angels which is why a lot of angels fans hate him because they wasted a lot of their money on him and he didn't have the best seasons on a angel uniform but still sucks it, it's still kind of weird like going to the dodgers I, <laughs> it, it's just strange it, there's no real fit i mean the dodgers are struggling with a insane injured list at this moment i think it's like nine of their starters or people that would be in their rosters are in there it's one of those like ending to a career like in a weird way like you said like he's not gone he's still we're gonna see him at least for the next couple of months but it's it's one of those like yeah it's, it's off-putting like you want it to end like the right way and respectfully but it's kind of it's kind of spicy and problematic at this point but yeah that wraps it up for this episode of Otani comes to america i'm kev you can find me at same old kev pretty much everywhere and i'm jack you could find me at jacqueline summer summer with an o on everything the fun Shohei is here, a.k.a. Two-Way Shohei, a.k.a. Showtime, a.k.a. The Greatest Showman, a.k.a. The Anaheim Starboy, a.k.a. The Six-Tool Player, a.k.a. Shohei The Money, a.k.a. The Double Trouble Ring Slinger Dinger Hitter, a.k.a. Otani B, a.k.a. The Boss of All Clout, a.k.a. Mayama Otani. A.K.A. Mr. Hot Wheels. A.K.A. Swohei Brotani. A.K.A. Shohei got the pop. Shohei got that smoke. A.K.A. The Little Leaguer of the Big Leagues. A.K.A. Hey, let me get a number 17, please. What's that? An Apple Taco.